Hello and welcome to Nobody Wake the Bugbear. We're not just an actual play podcast from Perth, Australia. We are a premium audio experience for your listening pleasure. Bringing you content-packed, meticulously edited, easy, commutable episodes of actual play content. We specialise in the game systems Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition by the Wizards of the Coast and the Mothership Sci-Fi Horror RPG published by Tuesday Night Games. We like to keep things as raw as possible, meaning no fudging and high-stakes gameplay. You can find us on our socials and YouTube channel at NWTB Podcast and at NWT Bugbear for our Twitter. If you would like to support the show, you can also join us over at patreon.com slash NWTB Podcast, where we are creating premium Mothership RPG podcasts and videos. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 1 of our Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition campaign, Ghosts of Gauntlegrim. Each of our seasons begin with a recap of the story so far, so feel free to jump in at any time. But before the recap, allow us to introduce ourselves. I am Andrew, the Dungeon Master, and joining me at the table are my friends and players, Josh. Hello. Thank you, Josh. John. <laughs> Hello. And also with us is Doug. Andrew, what I was going to say was... <laughs> yes. <laughs> then, then maybe, oh, Doug, you're here. Maybe Doug shouldn't have an intro. <laughs> Hi, Doug. Quickly, while he's thinking about it, say hello. Can I do a cut where I just rattle off the names and then we can introduce yourselves? I thought that's what we were doing. Yeah, I'll do that. I am Andrew, the Dungeon Master, and joining me at the table are my friends and players, Josh and John, and also with us is Doug. (laughs) (laughs) Are you trying to say that he's... he's, Hi, this is Josh, by the way. I'm not entirely sure if you're saying that Doug's either not a friend or a player or both. There's two, I think he's at least one of those, right? There, there was there was two takes for this intro, and they managed to insult <laughs> me in both. Yeah, why do we always pick? A, I think I literally said this yesterday. I was like, "We're we're mean to Duck." Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's I was a, like, "Why are we so mean to Duck?" It's funny. It's a bit. It's a bit. We got to accentuate our. Especially bits. when we're like, <laughs> "What's a season, Doug? What's a what's a day? What's a session? What's a session, Doug?" All right. Jacob will not be joining us for season four, but they would like to pass on their gratitude for being part of the show. We wish you all the best and thank you for bringing us your character Ada to the campaign. We will all raise our glass and take a sip. Glug, 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 glug. Speaking of characters, Josh, you are the titular bugbear. Would you like to tell us who your character is? Describe, no, first, let's describe you as a person. What's Josh like? Uh, I've been described in many different ways prior to and since the podcast. I believe I remember being described as a very calming presence. I've also been told that I look like I smoke way too much pot, which I've never. (laughs) So I was like, oh, cool. Genetically high, apparently. I've also been told I'm very bubbly and active. And since joining the podcast, I've been told I look like a puppy that's been kicked a very sad man. <laughs> and ethnically ambiguous. And ethnically ambiguous to be the most recent uh, <laughs> addition to this. Would you like to now describe us who you are playing, their appearance, their class, any unique items they have, and lastly, where they find themselves in this point of our story? Sure. I feel like this is almost like the scene from Anger Management. It's like, tell us who you are. no, no. no. But who are you? This is your 12-step program. Yeah. This is where we introduce the listeners. This is my anger management program for all of the listeners who's heard me like just slowly devolve into an imploding uh, device. I'm a bugbear. I'm a monk. Originally a bit of a joke character. Essentially, is supposed to be this jovial charlatan who you know has a mysterious past. And we now know that he is you know a member of a secret organization and that he's trying to go through all of these... I guess, assignments that he's been given. And at the moment, through meeting various different characters, including you know the ones that are at the table today, has found himself in the city of Gauntlegrim, a lost dwarven city that has been abandoned for the most part for a millennia, I believe, and has been inhabited for the majority of that distant time by dwellers who have remained behind and found other ways into 
Golden Grimm through their own means. And so we're currently, as a party, trying to assist Kawaii's friend, Fintok, who we'll meet shortly, to, I guess, recover and restore the dwarven connection to that ancient city. So to give the listeners a bit of a full-on look into your character, would you like to now be your character and talk about what you look like? How's your fighting style? What do you carry with you? Okay. Well, to be honest, I um, spend most of my time talking with what I am told is an accent in common. But, um, you know, if you were to look at me, I'm wearing fairly nice black gray robes with uh, red accents. I have braids uh, in my hair, and most of them are tucked away, so you wouldn't notice them unless you were paying attention. I have some symbology on myself, uh, a peacock feather uh, in certain places, and like on my staff, for example. And, you know, I am a very tall bugbear, seven feet tall. I uh, can sometimes rely on this when I'm angry at someone and be very imposing, but otherwise I'm fairly uh, well-toned in muscle, and I'm very fast, and I like to get in, make lots of hits, and uh, go away, basically. I am very precise in my strategy, if I can be. Josh, if I may be so bold, you forgot the most important part of your character. What is their name, Josh? Fun fact. No one at this table... Well, uh, only one person at this table knows my true name. And it is. The listeners are hanging on bated breath. My name that I go by is Kobias Black. Thank you. And Kobias Black, you are a bugbear. You are a monk of shadow, are you not? I am. And you are level eight. Whenever someone says, are, uh, are you not? I'm like, I am not? No, <laughs> I am. I am a monk of the shadow and I uh, am very sneaky, very fast. I'm just trying to give the listeners a rapid fire factual representation i have boots of elven kind they make me able to move without making any sound thanks to these boots and i have a staff that is made of silver and i have asked someone to modify it so that i can have blades come on to either end so i can slash if need be and i uh, have used poisons and spells in the past including pass without a trace to help us go by very sneakily, and I usually try and meditate for half an hour, which is why everyone's uh, very scared of waking me during that time, because I get grumpy. I need everyone in the audience to picture what is talking to be a big, hairy, slightly simian goblinoid with big pointy teeth and great big flappy Yoda ears. Thank you very much, Josh. That was Josh and his introduction of his character, Kobias Black, the bugbear. Now... Yeah, he's He's growling at me. Now we move on to John. John, who is your character? (coughs) John, John, (laughs) John, who is your character? Fentak Falasmet is a dwarf, but he looks neither stout nor hardy. He's thin with a big head and his clothes hang off his bony shoulders like a scarecrow. Sorry, but uh, we've got to ask who John is since I had the pleasure of Describing who I am. John is a thespian. He inhabits his character 100%. And this is why... John is the only professional at this table. When I introduced John, he went straight into his character voice. There's a lot we can learn from John. I'm, yeah, but you, uh, you yeah. specifically made the request. Now I feel like I'm missing out on learning about John. I'm John. I'm an enthusiastic role player. I like doing voices. I like playing characters quite a lot. I'm not so, f- I'm not so uh, skilled at the rules. You'll know me as the guy that has to keep asking the same question every session, which is whether I have to get, I get sneak attack or not. I'm, yes, I'm a sort of thespian, slightly erudite. I also make constant references to media that no one has seen, and then I, f- I get to the punchline and it sort of fades off into obscurity after I finish talking. And I'm just... Hoping that we can pull off something nice in this final season. Hoping that there can be some narrative closure. I think we'll definitely manage that. Now onto your character, John. And the character that I play. <laughs> From the top. Fentok is a dwarf, but he looks neither stout nor hardy. He's thin with a big head, and his clothes fall off his bony shoulders like a scarecrow. He has a face like a starving hawk, with ink black hair, a short crop of flopping spikes and a sharp black and white beard. 
His skin is so sickly it's almost yellow, with bags under his eyes almost purple. Like a ghost, he looks. His eyes are golden, like the treasure he once lusted after. His armor is gray-studded leather, all studs, hidden to hide any luster that could interfere with his ability to melt into the shadows, for he is a rogue. He wears over the top a gray cloak and an oversized navy blue coat, which he wears out of respect for his fallen friend, Ark, who bequeathed it to him. It is the coat of a spy. He's out of practice being a dwarf until quite recently, but his exile has come in handy. Fate has chosen him as the one to restore honor to the dwarf city of Gauntlegrim. Fintok is good-humored, thinks he's witty, quick to change moods, and knows he's killed the most monsters out of anyone here and is kind enough not to always bring it up. (laughs) Because he's got the ability to hide in the background and then shoot with his crossbow from hiding. So he is gets, this crossbow special, John? It is. It's a crossbow called Seeker, which was lent to him quite graciously by Cobias, a magical crossbow. He's also got a magic plus one sword, which was blessed at another dwarf shrine when he sat down in a seat. And he's used both of them to kill many foes of the dwarves in the course of their quest. Fintok is the one that's dragged the rest of the party into this whole mess, effectively. He and Cobias met on strange terms long before the podcast was being recorded. And there are two reasons why Cobias has come along. Firstly, because his position in his organization is to collect information and subtly steer the fate of the world, but also because Fintok is his friend, and he's come in good faith. Thank you. So you, Fintok Falsmit, the yes. dwarven rogue, level eight, correct, is here in Gorgrim to recover it from the evils that has infested it to return the ancestral home to his people. Yes. Recently, he's taken to jokingly calling himself the King of Gondolgrim, but we'll see how that pans out. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much, John. That was a wonderful look into your character. Lastly, but not least, we have who is affectionately referred to as the butt monkey of the group. Ah, Doug. I believe the term was cherry boy. <laughs> Hi, I'm Doug and I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> Um, I play characters sort of close to me, but very opposite to me. Ironically, I'm very, very sort of adrenaline seeky, I guess the best way to put yeah. it. I play very sort of withdrawn and cowardly characters normally. His characters are consistently the most likable characters in the show. <laughs> yeah. I play Kresis. Uh, let me get into character. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Kresis. Um, <laughs> Seamless. <laughs> Seamless. Kresis is a blue-skinned tiefling with navy dark blue hair. He's covered in sickly pink scars all over his body that occasionally spontaneously shoot out blue flames. He is, in fact, a warlock and was one of the antagonists for a whole season, pretty much. What does that mean, Doug? Oh, no. Don't know. Don't know. But if what if they're know, jumping in at this season? If you don't know, go back to season two. Yeah, the greatest character reveal. Yeah. And see if you can guess which one I am. Or, or watch the recap, <laughs> yeah, which the, will come out in the next while. Yeah, yeah. Once you hear the recap, just skip it if you don't want to know. <laughs> Otherwise, go back to season two, try and guess who I am. So, Kresis, we found out last season that not only are you a warlock yes. of the Fathomless, yes. I believe. That's the one. The tentacle one. That one. Thematically, very, very... Apt. For the record, it's all the things that Fentok hates. Yeah. <laughs> Fentok hates dark water and tentacles and, and things that he can't fathom. Yeah. yeah. Things that he can't fathom. But you are also, we learned just in the latter part of the season three, that you are also a rogue. I am, in fact, a rogue, yes. So Kresis has been a bit of an amnesiac since they joined us. Yeah. He's slowly starting to gain bits of his memory. He's, he's sort of figured out who he was, which has sort of given him a bit more of a confidence streak instead of just completely being a mess. Now he can sort of almost fall back into himself, but not at the same time. It's a really interesting way to show your restorative memory is coming to you slowly. It's like you're learning all these new abilities for the first time again. So it's an interesting way to stitch a multi-class choice into the story of the character. Yeah, which is yeah. Those of you who have been listening to the podcast from the very beginning, you know that I'm right. You know that Doug's characters are always the best ones. <laughs> you also know that they're the ones that we keep having to 
protect from themselves. Yes, yeah. correct. <laughs> yeah, because they do. Well, I had I had so Squishy, the Squish, um, who, who lovingly died <laughs> being squished. Um, this is Ark Winterheart, the human wizard. Yeah. Spire, yeah. slash Spire. Who I was supposed to consistently play in the back line and yet always managed to become the front line within like four <laughs> rounds. Uh, Meanwhile, me, with the <laughs> most hit points of anyone... For the for the for the benefit of the audience, my character is a rogue, but because I'm a dwarf, I've got ludicrously high health. You've got a sixteen con, and you're a dwarf. You get yeah. an extra one, so yeah. But I just never get. I barely ever get hit. Yeah. <laughs> if only we had frontline soldiers. So yeah. uh, I decided instead of wanting frontline soldiers, I would just become a squishy frontline soldier. Yeah. yeah. Warlocks are pretty powerful. You got that. That armor you have, the yeah. cold armor. Yeah, armor of Agathus. Armor of Agathus has been indispensable in <laughs> this campaign. Do you have any special items? No, because no. <laughs> you popped out of a spider squid looking creature and you had nothing on you but... You gave your, it away. You gave it away. Your your spiritual weapon. You've yep. got a little amulet and you've got the ability to summon a coral tine, barnacle tine, rusted cutlass, I believe. Yes, I got a, an unnaturally sharp, crusty, rusty sword, a ghost tentacle... Uh, water elemental and my own lovingly self. Yes. And whenever he uses his scary magic, we get nostalgic because the score that usually plays is the score from the villain of season two. And we think, oh, it's so cool that he's on our side. It's like in those RPGs where you fight a villain and they join your party and they become smaller and shittier. (laughs) (laughs) So Chris is a smaller, shittier version of the... Like Logan from Dragon Age, who everyone was played up to be this badass. And then you can actually get him to be a character and he's just shit. He's like a tiny little walnut just sitting there. (laughs) Well, I believe that is the three main characters of this podcast. Thank you, gentlemen. In addition to the player characters, we also have a number of sidekicks and NPCs in the party for which I would like to mention. They'll be listed on the screen now. Now. There's no screen, it's a podcast. (laughs) We have Anastasia, the lovely dwarf wizard. She is a steadfast companion to the heroes and admirer of Fintok. She has fair features for a dwarf, long black hair that she keeps tied up as to not get into her eyes as she is reading her many books and notes she carries with her. She went from a random NPC to an invaluable party member, and I doubt you would have made it this far without her. Absolutely. She's, ind- she's very valuable. And next we have Ada Tharn. Played by Jacob throughout Season 3, a young human paladin rescued from her captors by the party and later becoming a strong ally in their struggles to retake Gauntagrim. And lastly, there are three more recent additions, the liberated thralls of a mind flayer. A Duragar foreman by the name of Maximus Smirnoff, improvised name, (laughs) marked a deserter by his kin, he has agreed to act as a guide in return for the party's protection. We also had a drow scout named Andariel. Standoffish and cold, she only seeks to leave Gauntagrim and will follow any who would aid her. And finally, we have Fug of the Bloody Fist. What's, why are you laughing at that name, John? I, I love it. Yeah, Fug! <laughs> okay, Fug, the ugliest man you've ever seen. A captured orc raider from the surface, forced by the Jurigar to mine until he became a thrall of a mind flayer only to be then rescued by the party. His only wish is to split the skulls of all that imprisoned him. We rolled a d10 to determine attractiveness, and he rolled a two. A one. He rolled a one. Oh, he rolled a one. He's a one out of ten. Yeah. It's canon. Yeah. He's somehow uglier than Gomoth was, and Gomoth was pretty fuck ugly. Yeah. Now, there's a pictures of him in the episode covers. If any of you bastards come out and say he's not that bad, I'll take that as a direct insult to my artistic ability. <laughs> John, you are, the, of course, the artist of the show, and you have drawn all the covers yes. of this Ghosts of Gaunt Grimm. From season two, all the episodes have unique covers. If you go to our socials, our socials you can find them. Get some pictures of perhaps the characters, perhaps their foes, perhaps the environments. Yes. Thank you, John. Those aren't behind a Patreon wall. You can just have those. (laughs) They're just there. Thank you, John. And that, my dear listeners, are the list of characters. I am ready. Josh, John, and Doug, are you ready? I'm ready. There's also a uh, semi-naked drawing of Kresas in there, too. If you really want something spicy, that's free. Okay. Are you ready, Doug? Yeah. Josh, are you ready? was until a moment ago. 
I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm Steve. Shocking. All right. Season four. Season four. Season four. Season four. Season four is the final season. Season four. Season final. This season we're in right now will be the final season of Ghosts of Gauntlegrim. Thank you everyone for listening and we hope we knock it out of the park. I am ready. I am pressing the music right now. It is playing us in. We will begin. Nobody Wake the Bugbear presents Ghosts of Gauntlegrim season four. Fintok, Krez, and Ada, followed by the Jurigar foreman, Maximus, and the Drow scout, Andariel, travel through the Iron Tabernacle within Gauntlegrim. The date is the 6th of Hammer, 1480, Dale Reckoning, late afternoon. Four hours have passed since the accidental death of the Jurigar elite scout, Nimor Ironvice, who was slain in the duel with Fintok. Restless and expecting repercussions from the leader of the Durigar, a cleric of Asmodeus by the name of Kozul, the fire speaker, the party makes their way towards the western entrance to the tabernacle. Their goal, to clear the path of aberrant threats, so that in just short of a ten day, a group of fifty dwarven warriors can enter Gauntlegrim unhindered. The party reach the western entrance of the tabernacle to find it deserted. The bodies of the Durigar slain, not three days before, lay scattered around, stripped of their flesh, so that only their bones remain. Cabias and Cresus find a rough tunnel crudely blasted through the dwarven stonework to the south of the chamber. Fintok waits with Maximus further back, within the light of a sconce. Tobias and Krez creep around the bend in the tunnel and tense as they are greeted with the sight of a Destrakan, a large raptor-like creature with a cylindrical mouth and no eyes. Riding it is a twisted humanoid creature of alien features, spiky blue-green skin and one giant eye within the centre of its head. Against the sides of the tunnel, are two long worm-like creatures with tentacles erupting around a sharp, parrot-like beak of what passes for its head. And that is where we return. What do you do? All three of us just faint. (laughs) You just hear our heads hit the table, thump. Uh, I've managed to keep my shit. I'll tell you what, Krez and Kabias, I will give you one thing to do before something will happen. Because as I told you before during the break, these creatures have blind sight and basically your stealths are very good. But as you creeped past and looked over the lip in the tunnel, you saw them and they would have seen you. So you may both do something right now. You have but moments. I am going to look at Grezus and kind of gauge like an in or out Reaction. Uh, and then I'll, my face will reflect like, in it is, because we're like, because of the time passing. Yeah, it's, it's, a like, sp- it's a split I've, second look, I've, I've, yeah. I know, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to... Describe how you... Yeah, I want to make like What a, your face looks like. No, like, no, no. <laughs> oh, you can hand gesture to me if you want. Just like, they're going to follow us. Type hand gesture, like, them follow us. You're pointing your finger towards the creatures. Yeah. And then yeah. to yourselves. Can I roll to see if I understand what the fuck he's talking about? No, no, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna make little hand gestures. Yeah, but what I mean is, I won't understand any of that. I, I don't speak thieves' can't. No, it wasn't thieves' can't. That was just me saying they're gonna follow us. 
them, us. Yeah, Kabias's thing will be like in or out. He's going to say they will follow us. Kabias will like shrug and be like, uh, uh, what? Okay, and then cast darkness on Kresis. Excellent. Before that happens, we'll roll for initiative and then we'll be able to carry that out. You may go first and we'll see what happens. They've got blindsight. I don't know if that's going to really do much. Well, we, yeah. <laughs> Are they, do they all have blindsight or is it just the Destra card? You're not sure as Kabias? Yeah. Well, Grix have no eyes. Because so, uh, like, if I was going based on blindsight, there's a different thing that I would cast, but I don't know. So I'm trying to... Kabias does know they have blindsight. You fought them before. So oh, he does. Wait, he does know? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then can I change the spell that I've cast? Definitely. Let's roll for initiative. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Cool. Everyone, roll for initiative. So I was trying to play according right. to without metagaming. It's a stressful situation. Everyone, first roll of the season. First yeah. roll of the season. Please don't cast silence on me. I will cry. Krezis. 18. Fintok. I'm going to use my classic blue d20, which is the first set of dice I ever got. 19. Ooh. One above Krez. Kabias, you are next. What is your initiative? 13. Maximus got a 10. And Fintok, you're not sure what's going on yet because you are further back in the tunnel, around the bend. You can probably just see Kresis in this tunnel moving off to the west, but then it loops around to the southwest and that's where Kabias is leaning over this little bend in the tunnel. So you've got eyes on Kres. Kres has eyes on Kabias, and Maximus is right next to you, Fintok. The Duragar foreman. I'm going to snap my fingers at Krez and thieves can't. What's going on? Well, we're in initiative now, so let's find out what happens. Fintok, <laughs> you go first and you may now signal. I wonder what he's going to do. I, um, I ready my crossbow in one hand. I snap my fingers and I thieves can't in one hand. Like, what's going on at Krez? All thieves can't back. There's not really a word for Aboleth. Uh... Enemy. I'll, I'll do a little, like, a squiddy beard. You're obsessed with finding aboleths where none exist. This is, like, the fourth kind of enemy that's not an abolith that you keep calling an abolith. After Fintok, would you like to move? Do you look back down the tunnel to where Ada and Dario should be? Yeah. You look back down the blasted section of the tabernacle that you entered, and you don't see any sign of them. I'm confused. You knew they were following. You heard their voices up until recently. Yeah. But now when you look as a potential danger is upon you, you do not see them. I can't say anything else, can I? No. This is like a split second. It's like you, you look back. They might be around the corner. They might not. You, you don't know. And then we move on to the next initiative, which is the Destrakan, the Nothic, and these oh. worm-like creatures... They are surprised, as I said before. This is your first thing you're getting done now. So they will not act. Kresis, it is your turn. I'll see that Kobe's ready to do something. So I'll turn back to Fintok and just... Are we fighting or running? Given that I can't see our two allies... Yes. I'd suggest running. Cover that. And then I'll tap Kobe and just thumb back the way we came and just start, like, backtracking... Is my sword out? I think as you were creeping around this, even though you didn't say it, Doug, yeah. I think you would have, wouldn't you? Bring out your sword when traipsing, stealthing down a tunnel where you know something's there. So yes. Yes. Would you like to move? Yeah, I'll back up the way towards Fintok and I'll just hold a blast, an okay. Eldritch blast. So you move to the east 20 feet. You find yourself at the little junction and you move down an extra five feet to Fintok. And you're still in view of Kobias. Kobias, it is now your turn. My golden big eyes beneath sharp black eyebrows will glance at your green ones knowingly, look down at your sword, nod, and hold my crossbow at the ready. They got really sensual. Kobias. <laughs> Just trying to have images for the audience. <laughs> oh, goodness. Longingly grip my crossbow in anticipation. I'm going to... What's the one that is ridden on? The, the Nothic. Destrakhan. The Nothic is the one that is being ridden by the Destrakhan. The Destrakhan no. is being ridden by the Nothic. Aha. Mike Wazowski is riding the Eyeless Velociraptor. Right. So I'll, I want to shoot the Eyeless Velociraptor. Okay. Because you said they were surprised, right? 
You beat their initiative. They are surprised. You may go. So I will shoot them with my bow twice. Shoot them with your bow? My short bow. Your short bow. Go for it. Is your special sneak attack going to go off? Is it in the first attack as a bugbear? If you surprise a creature and hit it with an attack on your first turn in combat. You may add this. So it's the only time that I can get the bonus is if I do it on this turn. Yeah, go for it. So that's 17 plus 7. So 24. That is a hit on the Destrican or the Nothic. The Velociraptor. So that's the Destrican? Yes, it is. Okay. All right. So 3d6 plus 4. Yay. I get, I get sneak attack. You proud of me, Fintok? <laughs> I'm cool now. I'm very proud. 13 plus 4, 17 points of damage. 17 points of damage. Thank you very much. And then the second shot, because I get to... Oh, 24 again. That is a hit. This is just 1d6. Plus 4, so... 7. 7 points of damage on the last shot. So... They are well and truly aware of your presence. Damage. Yes, it looked like it, because they're looking right at me. Well, blindsiding right at me. As you hit the Destrican, it sort of snaps its head in your direction and its gullet starts to go... And then kind of just bail back yeah. towards Fintok and Krez. All right, 25 feet will get you next to Krez to the east. Okay. Shall I step into the light? And I guess I want them to... Uh, to Where are we going? Okay. What does for, that mean? For Josh. Out, out now. Back to the light. Back, yeah, go Back on. to the light. Okay. The light. Continue on our path. So I'll, I'll go past them then. So I'll just relay the scene. You've got just to the north in a yeah. blasted section, you've got these little side rooms and that leads to an open sort of tiered structures of rooms where it's like a murder rooms for defending the entrance to a castle. So it's got these little side rooms where defenders would stay. So it's got a blasted opening into there, and you've also, to the southeast, you've got another blasted opening leading to the main thoroughfare to get here. And that's the way we came. And that's the way you, you came in. And the tunnel is narrowing into the rock and bending. So you have north or light. south to go. Yeah, okay. The only thing that I heard was out and up, so I'm going to go towards the hallway, which is another... Uh, no. What? No. Oh, I was just thinking straight east. Oh, but, fair enough. Um, you can. <laughs> you carry on. He could. He could go wherever you yeah, damn well. You're going that way. We're going. Yeah, up. yeah. So that was fine. Hang on, cross talk. Kobias, make your decision. Where would you like to go? Yeah, yeah, to the east. So twenty feet left is what I've got. Twenty feet left. Fintok, you have passed, and Kresis, you have passed, and also Maximus, and you are leaving this tunnel. Maximus's turn. What's going on? Trouble. Trouble. We're running. Aberrance. Running. Aberrance. Okay. He's got his war pick in his hand and his shield in the other. He runs out into the tabernacle 25 feet. And, well, let's dash him. He runs out another 25 feet and now he is in the light of the sconce and he is looking back at everyone else. And we now enter round two. Fintok, it is your turn. I will go the same way as Maximus. I'll run out into the light of the hallway. But the first thing I do once I get the limit of my distance is look for Ada and Andariel. You stare to the north, which leads up and to the left into the gatehouse, gated section of the tabernacle. But where you came from to the south are down a long, long hallway, quite wide, 20 feet wide. There's no sign of Ada, no sign of Andariel. You can yell out. Ada! No, I'm not going to yell out. I'm not an idiot. That's fine. Because <laughs> <the laughs> I'll cut that loud, that scream. Yeah. Well, if I yell, the monsters are going to find us immediately. The monsters know where you are already. Oh, are we just drawing them out into the hallway? Is that yeah. The idea? Okay. Looks like it. Yeah. Do I know that? No. I don't know that. So you I know yell. that Krez and Kobias are just running to you yeah. and say, go, go. Yeah. Go, we're going back the way we were originally planning on going, up to the doors. Uh, you haven't told me that. You may hold an attack if you wish. I'll hold an attack. Okay. And be like, again, can I see Krez from here? No. You well, cannot. We verbalized out and up. Out and yeah. up. Yeah. So okay, you're sure. now out. So out and north. All that's left is up. Yep. I'll head up. So this is your move. Hang on. I'll let them confer. They conferred across the table from me. Josh leaned over and tentatively showed Doug a little passage on a notepad. Sorry, I'll show you as well. 
Doug looks down. To, I was trying not to do anything verbal. Fintok. It's too late. You have moved and dashed. I'll wait for the others to come. Okay. So you're holding your there. action to attack. Destrakhan's turn. And all the rest. You hear, Krez, the pattering of feet. As the Destrakhan runs out towards you. Nothic on its back. And makes it 30 feet into the tunnel. The Nothic is there. And it will bark at you. Not the large bark that you've seen before where it sonic blasts you. Just the little one that's a concentrated attack against you. Okay. Ten. Uh, to hit? Yes. Uh, miss. Of course it is. Okay. That's <coughs> all it can do. It just goes... <coughs> and next is the Nothic. You hear a voice in your head, Kresis. Of course I do. Yep. And it says... What does it say? <laughs> that, apparently. It says, leaving so soon. Leaving so soon. Thought we'd stay for dinner. Turns out we're not hungry. I am very hungry. And it looks at you with its big greenish eye. Please make a constitution saving throw. And it's got these long skull teeth beneath, doesn't it? Like this sort of grin. It does. It looks like a skull with one giant eye. 17. You pass and it does not affect you. You've had this before. It didn't get into your mind. Yeah. Tougher things than you try to get into my head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now, above the Destrakhan, slithering on the ceiling... Oh, God. ...is this tentacle creature which dashes towards you (sighs) and just is right above you. Can you imagine slithering sprinting on the ceiling? With with incredible speed, it just goes... And it dangles down from this 10-foot ceiling and just readies for an attack. But because it dashed, it cannot. And that is its turn. Would you like to do a free knowledge check is what we do here. Nobody wake the bugbear. I allow the characters to do a free nature or history check to identify the creature and its properties. Krez, you may do this. Sure. What is it? Nature? History? It's an obelisk. They're all shit anyway. Nature, please. Three. Very on brand. You have no idea, but this is a large tentacle-like creature with a beak. It looks like a squid, Kresis. It's part of the choir. As far as you're concerned, it's part of these aberrations. It is now your turn. What do you do? Right. Love to stay in chat. Uh, Got to bounce, and I will take five foot down. Final answer? I'll take a five foot step down. You take five foot step down, and you're attacked twice by opportunity attacks. Yes. That's why I thought I'd get that out of the way before I do the rest of my movement. Sure. 19. That is a hit. You take 10 slashing damage as the tentacles just go whoosh and get you. 10 slashing? Second 10 slashing. The second one does the same attack of opportunity. Five. I'll hit the first one. Really? How? With a... So normally my spells sound quite abolistic. They're deep. They're guttural. They're horrifying yes but this time it's not that this time he screams something out in his own voice in infernal oh the the one that hit me needs to make a deck save I will it was his hellish rebuke it is 12 he has failed so he takes 3d10 fire damage wow as I hit it with a hellish rebuke man it's a great ability for tieflings. You'd have to be an idiot to do something like make a tiefling barbarian that can't ever use hellish rebuke because <laughs> he's raging. We've never seen that? this. Krez, Kavias, you've never seen this Krez do this. Technically, they can hellish rebuke, can't they? No. Is it a spell or is it an ability? No, you just had shit stats. Um, anyway, how much damage? It was 10. 10 points of damage. This Grick is not happy, but it is still up. It was very low rolls. It is a very lucky Grick. And you now continue to move. I'm going to use everything else to do a full dash. For the benefit of the audience, it's a Grick. It's a Grick. Well... So 25 plus 30. Well, you already said Grick. I did, but the characters don't know that yet. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I said for the benefit of the audience. Characters hearing a voice from the heavens. It's a Grick. You've used the dash. You've used the reaction. And you're now joining... Fintok. Fintok and Maximus outside. Yep. Kabias. Seeing these worm-like creatures, would you like to make a nature check? Yes, I have terrible intelligence, but I'll do it. Twelve. These look like some sort of subterranean predator. They... Got that bit. 
You don't know the name of them, but you would assume they have... They've got sort of camouflage where it's... They're not even... They even look like they're blending into the stone. And it looks like they attack with their tentacles first and then their beak second. Okay. So according to Kabais, he's just thinking maybe they're, it's like a couple of roctopus. Sure. Because they blend in with the stone and they have tentacles. He doesn't really... I don't know. It could be a roctopus. I don't know. That's an epic rock star name. Are you going to shoot it with your... Roctopus. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I just want to check if I... Because I he roctopus. vials of oil. Yes, you do. I'd like to throw it at them to try and grease them off the ceiling and see if they'll fall down. It will set them on fire if you light it on fire, but I don't think it'll grease them off the ceiling because it doesn't work quite like grease would. You know what I mean? No, I just mean like I don't know how they're gripping the wall. It looks like they've got these little barbs that stick into the wall. Okay. It looks like they've got a climb speed. They can... Just to see if it would make those barbs slippery and they might fall off. Well, grease is not going to stick to the wall. It'll just fall off the, it'll just fall off the ceiling because of gravity. As you look at it and it sort of identifies its features, it looks yeah, like it's fair. it's got lots of points of contact. I'll tell you what I'll do instead. I'm going to get the decanter of endless water out and okay. I'm going to shout geyser at them. All right. You will have to move five feet further into the cavern just so you can get a... Uh, what about that one down? Yeah, you can yeah, hug, yeah. hug the wall down five feet. Okay, I'll do that. All right, what do I have to make? You have to make a strength saving throw. I will hey, do that. Is it... Uh, it's a 13 DC. Yeah, what did they get? A 12. So they do they do fail. So, okay. First of all, they take 1d4 bludgeoning. You can do that. Which is 3. 3 bludgeoning. Okay. And 4 prone. It falls down 10 feet, meaning it takes another bit D6 of damage. damage. Yes. So do you want to roll that or do I? I'll roll it. Okay. 1. Perfect. Well. <laughs> 4. Okay, the Grick that attacked Kresis is now slippering, oh, sliding well, well, well. all over the floor. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna, like, it's now going to come towards you, Kabias, and kill you. No, next round. It okay. is prone. <laughs> um, I'm, okay, now that I got that bit out of the way, I was like, whoo-hoo, and then I'm going to, whoo-hoo, <laughs> I'm going to shadow step as far to the edge of the dim light as I can. About I 30 feet. All right, cool. And then I'll use the rest of my 40 feet of movement to move up the tunnel and then I'll call out... When you see me cast a spell, attack them. And then that's it. Alrighty. Maximus's turn. Maximus sees you, Kobias. Sees the others next to him, Krez and Fintok, and just goes towards you. I believe that was the plan. Mm. 25 feet. Maximus is now next to you, to the north, Kobias. And he goes... Maximus can't speak common, but you've got the helmet. He knows you can understand. You've got a... Tobias, you've got a helmet of comprehending okay, languages. Helmet of comprehending languages. Which yes. you usually activate every hour. Yeah. Let's face it. Because uh, it's handy to understand yeah. what people are saying. So as long as we impart that knowledge to the new listeners we have, Maximus says in Dwarvish to you, Tobias, or Undercommon, but mostly Dwarvish so Fintok can understand, that if we get to the top of the tabernacle entrance, there's small rooms where we can fight them and draw them in. Or we can draw them into the main murder rooms to the west. That's all I got to say. You can reply. No, I can't understand. <laughs> no, I'm still going <laughs> to... This person will be like, murder rooms, that's cool. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's all he'll he'll get because he knows that he can't understand yeah. him. Fintok, it is round three. It is your turn. You cannot see any enemy yet. I will move up towards Maximus and Kobias. 25 feet, you have done that. That's it? Yep. Would you like to hold an action if you see a creature? Yes, Done. we'll hold um, a shot. Would you have relayed the message to our friend who doesn't understand common that I yelled out before? I'll say to Maximus in Dwarvish, he said murder room sounds good. Oh, I was talking about when I was running past and I said when you see me cast a spell oh. attack. He said, oh. But you can relay that as well if you like. <laughs> Wait, we go to a murder room now? Bugbear says if you see him cast a spell, attack them. He also said murder room sounds good. All right. It is the enemy's turn. Krez, you see a Grick dash towards you on the ceiling. It gets to you 50 feet, slides down the wall, and is now right next to you. And that is its dash. The one before that got knocked prone does the same thing, but only gets half the distance. 
because it had to get up using its half its movement and then dash. So that as far as it had got, but they are chasing you. The Destrakan and the Nothic do not come down that way. You're not sure what's going on. Grezus. Hi. What do you do? How chunky do these things look? What does that mean? Like Duh. how they look pretty sturdy or do they look pretty flimsy? These sort of have worm-like skin that sort of grey and camouflages into the rock. It is quite soft on their underbelly, but their beak is the point of damage, you think. Do they look like they can take a thwacken? Well, the one that was greased up and hit by you is certainly injured. Mm, nah. I'll uh, pop an armour of Agathus. All right. What does that look like? You hear like a like a deep rumbling as he just goes, Agathus, and then shards of ice sort of start to... The temperature, if you're within five feet of them, feels colder, and then shards of ice just start jutting out of his armour, and he just gets coated in a, yeah. a layer of very sharp-looking ice. And do you move? Yes. I am going to take off and head towards everyone else. 30 feet gets you right in the middle of everyone to the north. Grick attacks opportunity tentacle 14, which I believe is a miss. This is. And it does not nab you on the way out. Kobias, your turn. All right. Uh, I don't see the, uh, the Nothic and the Dithrakan. No, you do not. Did it seem like the these slimy creatures perceive the world in the same way with their eyes or with their ears or it didn't have any eyes no eyes as well no eyes on the worm like creatures no okay I will keep going towards the north 20 feet to start uh, uh, do I the murder rooms I'm assuming are to the west right to the west yeah so I'm gonna try and go around that way so you go 20 feet north west and you now enter the final of the third rooms the one that connects to the hallways to the north and the south it is quite a large space about 60 feet by 60 feet square and you've got of course the northern side room and the southern side room and you do not see anything the light sources in this area what are they they are the sconces to the wall of the hallway going magical or non-magical magical dwarven flame oh. So you're in dim light now, but there is bright light against the, the walls. In the murder rooms. Yes, yes. Mm, mm. Okay, uh, I'm going to go all the way to that north wall, another 25 feet. Done. Yeah, and I'm going to keep an eye on these two areas, knowing that I've already checked the other entrance and that the other creatures may go that way. Sure. And I'm, I'm going to wait there. That way being south door. Yeah, and I'm one. just going to warn the others. Chris, don't forget the other entrance. Maximus's turn. Maximus looks at you, Fintok, and says, Where's the human and the drow? What's going on? I know as much as you do. They've vanished. Are they okay? I not don't that know. I, not that I'm concerned or anything. I hope they're okay too. All right. Are we joining Tobias? Yes. All right. Maximus goes up 25 feet, dashes another 25 feet, and is now right next to Tobias. Yeah? He nods. I nod back. Round four, Fintok. I I slap Krez on the shoulder and run up to where the other two have gone. You take 20 points of cold <laughs> damage. Watch out, sharp. Remember, you don't I go, <laughs> You I, can't touch him. I go to slap him fraternally, realize I shouldn't. Yeah. Wince, shake my hand, just, just shy of being damaged, chuckle, then run up to the north, giving him a knowing look. Knowing look. If you dash with your bonus action, you can make it next to Kobias and yes. Max. You see nothing. But I can see the doors. You can see a door to the north, a door to the south, and a larger door to the west. Yeah, but I can see that the door to the south is approximately in the direction of where the monsters were. Yes. So we I'm looking at hold, it. Maybe. That is your turn? Are yep. you using an action? No. I'll you can. Hold. But you can hold an attack if you wish. I'll hold an attack. All right. Yeah, can I hold something I just, now that we're talking about holding things? Short bow? Because you use the sh uh, No, the silence spell. You can cast the silence spell. What's the trigger? When I see the Destrakan and the Nothic. And you're casting it at their area? Yeah, like right behind them, basically. Sure, sure. It is now their turn, and would you, lo and behold, 
Walking out of the door to the south is the Destrican. And you All may right. now cast silence. Yeah, right on that door. Does it know how to open doors? It, it was already open. Because you remember you went, you searched the area. Oh. You didn't mention you closed all the doors behind you. Okay, if I can do it just to the right of the door, just so I can cover the whole Yep, I'll area bring up there. a 20 foot. It's 20 foot, right? Or 15? Krez is going to get and cut right, off. Right, right as I'm casting it, because I know the message won't reach him once I cast it. I'll just say, Krez, run to us. No, no, he can hear it. If you look on the screen... Yeah, but once 20... I cast the spell, sound can't pass through it. Yeah, and... but it's not intersecting anything that you're there. Look. Yeah, I wanted to do it to the right. Like, right there. Okay. Be more descriptive. So, where the door is, in my perspective, looking down at the door, I kind of want to go about 10 feet to the left of it, just so I can try and... So, that if they come from the other way, is it your, your idea? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's good. Okay. So it's not. So, so it won't plug yeah. the whole area. So I'll just, I'll still, yeah, say Krez run to it'll us. It'll just sound weird. As well, part. I think, I think reasonably yeah. you could assume that it would be like having a wall there. Yeah. Because sound yeah. can't pass through it. It would just be like if it was the wall was thinner. You could still yeah. hear. And sure. so everyone within it will be deafened until they leave. Yeah. It does have movement to leave, which it does. It continues north an extra the last twenty feet and is now exiting the silence. Still though. Nice. Still in it. Its head's not. It's got 50% of its squares outside of it. Oh, that's frustrating. It is, but it's got 30 foot of movement, so it's only a 20 foot circle. You know what I mean? Yeah, I should have cast it closer. Mm. Oh, well. Because it, it moved 10 feet and then had the last 20. If you go into your own circle, can it damage you with sonic attacks? Anything thunder-based? I'll be immune to. Yeah, so couldn't you run into your own silence? Not now, it's a reaction. Well, anyway, no, but their blind sight is the main reason why I cast it. Yep. Yeah. Anyhow. You'll get advantage when you... Fin- oh, held attack yes, before they move. Fintok, please execute your attack on the Destrican. Question. If they use blind sight and they're deaf at the door before they finish their movement... Yes. Does Fintok technically get advantage? Hmm. Blind sight echolocation. Because it's echolocation, right? Yes. I'll give you that. It'll just be what reaction goes off first, but let's say it did. Fintok, you may roll. I'm twirling both D20s elaborately in my hand. <laughs> Crossbow light. That's a natural 20. Ooh. Is it now? Hey. Holy crap. Have you had any idea how much damage this will be, John? It will be... What is it? 4D6? Plus the D6 for the crossbow. Plus one. Oh, that's D8, a D8 for, a crossbow. for crossbow. So. Oh, sorry. At level 8, I do 4d6 plus a d8, right? Yes, you do, John. So 2d8 plus 8d6 damage you're doing right now. Yes, 2d8 plus 8d6. Oh, well, you still want the other... I'll take another 40. <laughs> take a, deliver dice to Fintok, please. 1, 2, 3, 4. Here we go. I'm regretting this now. Letting us do this? Yeah. Well, I'm a good DM, right? <laughs> well, I mean, it's raw. <laughs> okay. 6. 11. 14, 16, 21, 27, 32, 37, 43, 49 damage. Holy crap. Plus your dex? What do you mean plus dex? Yeah, yeah. It's... Plus your weapon bonus, plus one. All right, 50. 50 points of damage. 50 points of damage. Still up. It's, oh my god. It's 55. No, 54. 54. Yeah. 54. 54. 54. You didn't add your modifier. I thought that's what it went up to once you said... 40. No, he only added the plus one for the crossbow. He didn't add his dex modifier. Okay. 55. 54. 54. 54. Still up. Oh, that's my a lot God. Of counting. Thank you very much. That is your reaction turn done. I mean, it's still amazing. May I take my turn now? Yes. It's still awesome. Here it is. Well, is it just the Destrachan, or has it got that thing riding it still? Yeah, the thing's riding it. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. That's how it got there. <laughs> okay. Now we'll do it Sonic Blast. Would you all please make a constitution saving throw? Except for me. Am I out of this? Not you. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> no, that's why I thought I'd ask. Kabias, Fintok, and Where Maximus. Maximus passes with a 17. Fintok passes with a 17. Fintok. And Kabias is last. Ooh, 10. You fail. Your ears are too big. Your ears are too big. You take 20 points of thunder damage. 20! Everyone else takes 10. Okay. Holy oh. shit. You are deaf, Kabias, for one minute. Can I react with Uncanny Dodge? No, I can't. I already shot. Never mind. You've used your reaction, yes. Yeah, never mind. Okay, good. Very good points for playing there. Well done. 
So, Kobias, you have taken 20. Maximus and Fintok, you have taken 10. And that is the extent of its turn. Now, the Nothic will go. And because its effect is psychic, it doesn't matter if it's silenced. So, it will do its rotting gaze on Kobias. Kobias, would you please make a constitution saving throw? Sure. (laughs) 16. Damn it. No effect. Yes. Your ears flop down and you stare back at it with your eyes squinting like Clint Eastwood. Krezus, the Grick comes next to you. Hi, Grick. Just hugging the wall outside of the bright light. Hello, friend. Two Gricks come. One... You're just running. ...dashes ahead of you. The other normal moves five foot next to you and will attack with its tentacle. Natural one again. Uh-huh. Holy crap. That's it. That's their turn. It's your turn now, Krezus. This reminds me of... um. The Wrath Tars in Star Wars. You know, like the, the, the big tentacle. Chris, it's your turn. <laughs> I'll run up. I'll run up 15 feet. Okay, Four. two more attacks of opportunity. One. Wait. No, 15 feet. Yes? Yeah, two. Yeah, hit me. All right. Well, I, I will. I will. One tentacle attack of opportunity. 11. That's a miss. 20 on the second one. Uh, so they take 20 points of damage. It does. You take five points of damage. It takes 20 as your armor of Agathus coolly shocks this creature. Fair trade. And it screams out of its beak. How far <laughs> How far away am I from the Destrachan? North, west, 25 feet. I'm not going to be able to reach it, am I? Movement? No. Spell? Eldritch Blast? No, because you're in silence. Oh Yeah, but he can keep... He's still got movement, right? Yeah, yeah. I can just step yeah. out and shoot it, but I want to get up into it. Oh, 15 feet more forward. Now you are out of the silence. And then I will... Oh, Kobias, just quickly, can you make me one concentration check? Ten. Pass. Okay. Anyway, Krez, what do you do? Thinking, thinking, Doug is thinking. Are we... I'll yell out, are we fighting these or are we running? Well, I think the, the plan was to fight them, but just draw them out, correct? Up and... Well, my plan was initially to run. Just keep running. Are we going to fight these things or are we going to run? It's the first episode of the season. We should fight them. <laughs> <sighs> the Khan's looking quite damaged and yeah. so are the two Grick-like creatures. I like down. to imagine that it bounded out through the silence cone and then you don't even see the bolt. It just kind of like stops confused and then turns and you see like the sharp end of the bolt sticking out the back of its head because I shot it right in the mouth. Nice. Krezus, make a decision. I'll, uh, in, in Eldritch you'll hear Tom Pest and then... Uh, the hair on everyone's head, like all their, on their arms and stuff, will kind of stand up as this, this zappy noise starts to hear. And then there's a loud bang as a bright blue light shoots out of my hand and just nails the back wall and everything, including the Destrachan and whatever the hell the other thing's called. They need to make a deck save. What damage is this? Lightning. Okay, here we go. Dexterity, you said? Yep. Destrakhan makes a save right now. 18 is a pass. Yep. Nothic makes a save right now on its back. 16 is a pass. Yep. Half damage. Is it prone? What? Is it prone? No. Oh, I thought you said on its back. No. No, it's riding. riding. It's back. It's oh, okay. I was like, Mounting. what? You look up at me with the flat seven. of your back. Can I steal two more D6s? Go for it. Here you go. There we go. Done. Okay. I'll go. What? Yeah. See? How does it feel, Andrew? Uh, give me a minute. Oh, I just roll them twice. We like, yeah. We like to say nobody wake the bug. Where we cut out some of the math, the long math that we add up. Obviously, not now because I'm mentioning it to you, but in the future. How could we call ourselves a raw podcast if we cut out any of the math? Well, it's more the long silences as as people add it up in their head, but the math is still resulted there at the end. Well, raw just stands as. Rules is, Rules is written. Yeah. 14 points of damage each. 14 points of damage each. The Destrakan is still up. What the? F- Jesus. And the Nothic is also still up. Any crazy side effects of that lightning? Huh, Doug? Right? Right? Uh, <laughs> no? no, they passed. <laughs> so we know that it has at least 68 hit points. I also damaged it with 24 hit point of damage from the sneak attack on my first turn. So at least 92 hit points. Yeah. I'm guessing it's got over 100 for sure. 
I accidentally rolled it on my phone. I rolled so much higher. What do we got? What do we got? Is that your turn, Krez? Uh, and then I will... You're out of movement. I will bonus action tentacle. Okay. You can do that, I believe. It's not a spell. It's an ability. How, what does it look like? It's sort of like... Because it's spectral. There's like a feeling of cold and then it just appears. And what does it look like? It's a ghostly looking tentacle that just sort of comes out of the ground and it's about 10 feet long and it'll be it's got to be within 10 feet of me I'll put it one more towards me okay so you're not using the attack that it has to start with actually no I can't attack and move can I no because I summoned it alright can I move on to Kobias yes I will do so Kobias it is now your turn you are deaf oh what you just hear yeah, I already have tinnitus, and now this shit. Um, okay. Does it say... Uh, it's echolocation, right? Yeah, blind sight. With smell, maybe echolocation? Uh, well, basically, because it's, if it's deaf, it, it can't see very far or something. True. But if we're in an area where sound can't pass through, would I logically assume it couldn't see us if we were far enough away it does have other senses like feel and and smell it would have that as well i think from memory it can't go through walls but apart from that there's no real description outside of some, uh, i think it, it's blind sight via it sound. probably has a description somewhere right it can't use its blind sight while it's deaf and unable to smell yeah so and unable to smell you've cancelled one of those out so it does still know you're there Unless you hide, which you can do. Just cover myself in shit. <laughs> the first thing that I thought of immediately. <laughs> well, yeah, that would be the act of hiding, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to burn Cantor of Water okay. on the Destrakan and try and knock its prone. Save? Yeah, strength. Then I'll have a disadvantage trying to shoot it. Seven. Oh! oh. <laughs> it falls off and the Nothic falls with it. It does. That's cool. Damage me. Uh, one. They each take a point of damage. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, just or uh, it's going just through the, them, or it's just the one creature, right? Well, it's there's guys that go through at least two. A, it's a. I mean, it goes through one foot area, thirty feet in a straight line. You have to aim it at a creature. So That's, I was aiming at the Destrakan. All right, the Destrakan takes one point of yeah. damage, falls prone. And it's dead. <laughs> okay. You're a fucking, fucking beast. 93 HP for the record. <laughs> just struggling to jump off just to the last second is the Nothic, which does so. <gasps> looks like, at you, Kavaya. Can I just imagine, hang on, can I describe this? Neck. You shoot it, can I just imagine you shoot it with the geyser, that little shot that I shot through its head, like you knock it over and then it just, it just like, gapes the wound open like the stream of water like yeah. bursts the hole that's, that would that be I perfect punched. like a little bubble under its skin you know how it's got that big cylindrical mouth with the ear holes on the side yeah. you shoot the geyser into that hole and water just goes boosh, out the sides of its ear holes it's like a skill check on Zelda pink water and Kavias you are deaf but you hear in your head the Nothic say parley do not kill and we'll see you next week. Yeah. Yes. Woo. Um, confused. Imagine. But I'm ready. Imagine that, Kobias. You hear nothing. You're completely deaf. And just through that deafness, you hear the pure voice in your head of this nothing. I don't speak French. <laughs> and that is episode one of season four of Ghosts of Gaunt Grim. Thank you very much for listening. Remember to like, subscribe, leave us a review, whatever you like. You can find us on NWTB Podcast and MWT Bugbear for our Twitter. I have been Andrew, the Dungeon Master. John has been Fintok Faldsmit, the Dwarf Rogue. Vaguely. Vaguely. As I did say, I am a good shot. Vagabond. Josh, you have been Kobias, the Bugbear Monk. Call me Waterbender, Kobias. <laughs> <laughs> and Douglas, Doug, you have been Karezus, Krez. I've also just been happy to be here. The tiefling warlock rogue. Right. Yes. We? And we'll see you next week. Cut out all sound and put some rever some serious reverb on this.
Is that with the additional reverb from Doug, or you want to sure. do it? Sure. Do it again. That's your choice. And we'll see you next week. the music you might be in for a surprise you guys won't be but <laughs> i'm gonna compose a new theme nice 27 minute intro i think that's <laughs> i can get that down a bit <laughs> i can get that down a bit yeah andrew i'm so glad you can get it down a bit but if only you could get it up a bit <laughs> we got a pill for that so we're, gonna, so we're gonna die because Cressus is gonna charge in Hold no on. i rolled a thingy yeah, and i caught my the toilet i Use this time to I made above a, table plan. I made a I made a roll, and the roll states that Kresis has kept his shit. Yeah. I myself am looking forward to the plot with Maximus. What would you do if I just slit his throat? Well, I like I like that handshake moment. I just made this theme. This Honestly, like th this theme was made based on nothing. Hmm. I was like descending notes because they're going down into yeah. the into the dwarf. Do 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 do. And it's your best work. Do, 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 to this to, doesn't to date. Doesn't the cantle actually exist though? Isn't that a thing? The lyrics exist. The lyrics, yeah. But by co by coincidence the scene was made first and then Andrew noticed that you could roughly put the canticle yeah. over it. You still got to sing the song because I can't anymore because my oh, character's yeah. fucking dead. Ark's little song. Yeah. I spent a whole night working on that. <laughs> Did you sing it? The end of the no, scene. I died. The end of the show is Kobias going to going to Sydney and being like, "I want to tell you about the Watchers Initiative." And then he goes and finds my freaking Drow X. And yeah. like, I want to tell you about the Watchers Initiative. Watchers Initiative. Are you taking Kobias into Nick Fury? Yes. <laughs> He's going to lose. Josh, an eye. are you hungry? He's going to lose an eye. Yeah. Finish it and then sw swish your mouth so there's no residuals. Lose an eye in I'll, the final season. We'll hear it all. I will make an artificer for Look, you. Look, what's going to happen is the spaceship's going to land. Prince is going to walk out with one eye missing, and he's going to recruit everyone. Yeah. Let me tell you about space. <laughs> Welcome to space. What? All right. I'm ready. Because it's like uh, however many dice plus pause. your Hold decks. on. Pause. Who's that? Yeah, John. Okay. Did you add Why your dex modifier? Yeah. To the damage? To the damage. That's a lot of Plus damage. four. Yeah. So 53. 54. 53. Because you're plus one for the crossbow, being a plus one. I think I it already did, added... It's all added in. Oh, I thought, you, added I thought you increased your dex up to plus four already. You did. So it makes it plus five. Ready?